This is an ABC podcast. Hey, this is Science Friction. I'm Natasha Mitchell. Getting ready for uh, some woo-woo today. So there's quantum physics, the science of the invisibly small, the science of the world inside every one of the atoms in the universe and inside the atoms inside us. That's quantum physics. But what is quantum bullshit? And why is it so damn big? Just head to TikTok. Hashtag quantum physics. Be warned. So light comes in, projects through one of these realities that you're creating with space-time. We're still on day one of trying these quantum healing codes. These are some of the things that I would never do after studying spirituality and quantum physics. If you're having exchange with someone that's at a lower vibrational frequency than you, you're actually damaging your own vibrational frequency and bringing it down. What is the structure of time? I don't believe it's a fabric. It's not really what I'm seeing, but I believe that it's a wave, but also that it's a molecule. No second is the same as the previous second. Your thoughts create your reality. There is no such thing as a coincidence. We are always quantum jumping. We are always quantum jumping, Phil Moriarty. Oh, Lord. Philip Moriarty is a quantum physicist at the University of Nottingham and presents on the super popular physics YouTube channel, 60 Symbols. How would you describe the feeling you're having right now? Frustration. But I've been at pains to try to put across that it's very easy for me as a physicist working in this field to get up on my high horse and point the finger and say, this is all rubbish, this is all wrong. We physicists have to take the blame for this type of nonsense, and it's getting to be dangerous nonsense. The problem is that it only takes me a second to reach a million people with some bullshit. Quantum physicist Chris Ferry's new book is called Quantum Bullshit, How to Ruin Your Life with Advice from Quantum Physics. But once they believe it, you know, you have to spend one-on-one time with that person over the course of months and years to really convince them that they're being misled. It's an impossible uphill battle. Bullshit is so easy to spread and so difficult to... Dismantle. Yeah. Chris is an associate professor at the Centre for Quantum Software and Information at the University of Technology, Sydney. But he's best known for his popular books for babies. Quantum Physics for Babies, Astrophysics for Babies. He's written lots of them and he's a father of four. But his new book is definitely adults only. He drops the F-bomb in it a heap. It's laugh out loud hilarious, but there is a dark side. And be warned... We're going to say the word shit a lot because, well, physics. So when you search quantum physics on Instagram, hashtag quantum physics, uh, you describe it pretty much as all bullshit. Uh, you, you, You find quantum healing, quantum mysticism, quantum love, quantum (laughs) crystals, quantum consciousness, quantum energy, quantum finance. Quantum seems to be attached to all sorts of hocus-pocus now. Yeah, some of it doesn't go beyond the word quantum. It's more if you go beyond that and say, oh, oh, the reason that this product works better than every other product or the reason that this medical treatment is going to heal you or cure you is because 
the science behind it is based in quantum physics. That's where things start to get a bit murky. And oh boy, do they get murky. Well, there was a classic quantum healing scammer that got done and deported, I think, or at least isn't allowed in the US and isn't allowed to have a business in the US. What sorts of claims did that scammer make? Well, that's a good example. It's like electronic device. And so you attach these electrodes to your body and then there's like lights that blink and a little LCD screen that shows some sort of uh, pattern on it. You probably are supposed to attach it to your head because that's where consciousness is or some other crap. But the original name for that device was the Quantum Zeroid Consciousness Interface. Oh, yeah. Impressive. (laughs) This is energy medicine, man. Yeah. It adopted a few different names. I've seen the exact same product sold by other people with different claims. So, like everything from it will cure your cancer to more innocuous things like, oh, it'll give you radiant skin. And then just completely nonsense things like it's going to restore the the cellular intelligence of your DNA at the quantum level, right? And then it will often connect to known bullshit, like, you know, it will elevate your chakras or improve your grounding. Is quantum bullshit benign bullshit or can it actually ruin people's lives? What did you unearth? Well, that device that I mentioned earlier, the quantum zeroid consciousness interface. So two people died using that product because they didn't seek medical attention. So they had an ailment that could have been treated by a medical professional. And that's why that device is banned and the person who created it is a fugitive. Yes, in Budapest, a nightclub performer is is what I saw, (laughs) but I don't know whether there's any truth to that. I'm waiting for the yeah the Netflix documentary about it. <laughs> the, the most egregious example is the idea of quantum healing. That's simply by thinking about things in the right way, you can influence the universe and heal yourself. That's really egregious, really wrong, and absolutely no grounds for that uh, in in any way at all in terms of controlled scientific experiments. The reason these ideas are seductive in terms of quantum woo is that they have the sheen of scientific respectability. It's well, quantum physics says this, therefore I'm going to extrapolate to everything in the world and therefore quantum physics explains absolutely everything in my life, in my relationships, in the world around me. Is it partly because quantum physics itself can be mind-boggling and impenetrable at the best of times? You can kind of pretty much say anything is scientifically proven by quantum physics and no one's really ever going to know whether that's the case or not, in fact, except perhaps for physicists. And even then I'm, I'm doubtful sometimes, you know, and people are trying to, as you say, make sense of the world and it's a world that is hard to make sense of. So quantum physics offers us a kind of beautiful metaphor for the impossible to understand. That is truly. So quantum physics is tricky. The meaning of life is tricky. Therefore, there must be a connection. That's sort I'm convinced. of. The, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's 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 been there for decades, but it's growing and it's growing very very quickly, and it's very worrying. But if we, if we look at something like quantum jumping, and and there's this claim that you know if we can use visualization and meditation to tap into the power of the quantum field, we might be able to manifest our own reality. We can quantum jump or quantum leap to a preferred or visual or desired reality. I mean, electrons inside our atoms 
they quantum jump. They quantum leap, don't they? They do, but we are very, 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 very much bigger than those electrons. Sure, yes, they can leap between different energy levels, between different states. They can tunnel between those states. But all of that is happening at an incredibly small level. In terms of the energies that are involved, for one thing, it's like comparing the average person's height to the scale of the universe. These are vast differences between the quantum world and the world around us in terms of size. Okay, Phil Moriarty, for the uninitiated or the perpetually confused, and I proudly declare that I am the latter, let's set the scene here. Remind us what the world of quantum physics is about. What's the world you spend your waking hours thinking about? Ultimately, how would I explain quantum mechanics in a sentence or two? Really, once we get down to the fundamental particle level, once we get down to the level of electrons and protons and neutrons and atoms and molecules, we've got to take into account that matter starts to behave like waves with wave-like characteristics. So this is why we have this idea of, well, particles are weird. They can behave. They can exist in two different places at the same time. That is weird if you're thinking about particles in terms of billiard balls. It's not so weird if you start thinking about particles and matter in terms of waves. You know, you drop a stone in a puddle and watch those ripples, those waves spread out. Can you say the wave is localized at a particular point? No, it's spreading out. And similarly with with quantum particles. Pretty much... Everything around us that we see and we use and all of our technologies depend on what the electrons are doing. For example, I'm currently wearing a black hoodie. Why is that black? Why is the table in front of me white? Well, it's all to do with how light waves interact with the electrons in the material. But it's really important in the context of all of this discussion. It's not like, for example, I said that matter including electrons, behaves like waves when you get down to the quantum level. We don't. Moreover, I'm not too overweight at the moment, and I'm slightly wobbly in some respects, but I'm certainly not a a wave-like object that is, as a physicist would say, delocalized, spreads out over a large area. I'm a reasonably localized object. So... The, the weird behaviour that happens at the quantum level, that doesn't scale up to the big bad world around us. Okay, but we are made up of atoms and inside our atoms are subatomic atomic particles, electrons, protons, neutrons, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, that's the stuff of quantum physics. And so, for example, on TikTok, you'll find a heap of stuff on so-called quantum healing with all sorts of wild claims Uh, And I don't begin to understand even the kind of claims themselves, but that illnesses and diseases can somehow be targeted at the quantum level, at the atomic level. Certainly. Well, there are treatments that do just that. You know, if you want a diagnosis, we certainly use quantum particles. We use x-rays. We use uh, magnetic resonance scanning, all of which exploit quantum phenomena. But there's a massive difference between using the particles themselves and then saying we as a big object behave exactly like a particle. That's where the disconnect is. It's the idea that 
the atoms and molecules have quantum properties. We are just made up of atoms and molecules. Therefore, we have quantum properties. That's not how it works, because as you make something bigger and bigger and bigger, you wash out the quantum effects. And it doesn't have to be that big at all. By the time you're even getting to reasonably large molecules, let alone something which, like ourselves, which has gazillions upon gazillions upon gazillions of molecules, the quantum effects are washed out. I, can you sense my vibrational energy, though, my vibrational frequency? That was another claim being made there, that somehow mine might be higher in frequency or higher in energy than your vibrational frequency, and that means there's an incompatibility. Yeah, so, so I mean, atoms and molecules are constantly vibrating in us inside my body, so people might naturally be tempted to think that that is a property of our whole cells at the macro level. What's vibrating? Is it the body as a whole? Is it our consciousness? And how would you ever measure that? And moreover, what is that frequency? What What is the number? Is it 5 hertz? Is it 500 hertz? This is the issue. Nothing is ever defined. Terms are imported from physics, exploited, but they're never defined. And that's what makes it so attractive, is that it can mean all things to everyone. Indeed, you're absolutely right. The atoms and molecules in my body and your body, again, in the table in front of me, those are vibrating all the time, but they're not vibrating in the same way as right down at the quantum level, where we have individual atoms and molecules. And all the weird stuff. I think we can summarise this entire interview, Natasha, down to it doesn't scale up. We, we can't assume that what's happening down there is the same as what happens up here. You found books, Chris Ferry, on quantum DNA healing, on quantum success, quantum love, quantum touch, quantum marketing. Do any of these have anything to do with actual quantum physics? One really great example is the book Quantum Love. That was written by a doctor, a PhD from a prominent US university and is the actual Oprah's relationship expert. So it's a quite a successful person. With actual credentials. With actual credentials. So she decided the veneer that she would put on the same old relationship advice was going to be quantum physics. And I'm actually impressed how much research she apparently had done and how much quantum physics she understood, at least at the pop side level. Interesting. We should just say her book is called Quantum Love. This is yeah. Dr. Laura Berman. Her book is called Quantum Love, Use Your Body's Atomic Energy to Create the Relationship You Desire. Seductive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's seductive. <laughs> yeah. That book actually goes through and uses quantum concepts like superposition and entanglement and, and in uncertainty and the explanations of these concepts in her own words, are pretty good. But then the problem is she makes these analogies to relationships or personal success. Those analogies go way too far, right? So a, a popular science explanation of entanglement is that two particles are together and their states become connected in some, some way. This is the idea of quantum entanglement. Yeah. The point is that they're separated as far as you like, and that connection will remain between them. And that's usually how entanglement is described. I mean, it was how it was described in all of the press about the Nobel Prize in last year in 2022 that was awarded for some work on quantum entanglement. 
It's an exceptionally important idea in quantum physics because you're losing the essence of the individual particles. Rather than treating them as individual entities, you treat them as a combined whole. And of course, that then in turn leads to the whole trope of we're all big, one big interconnected whole. Humanity is all coupled together. I can influence the entire universe with my thoughts. But again, it's this what I'm talking about here is happening at the single particle level. But if it's possible for particles over such extreme distances, people will naturally go, well, surely then that weird stuff is surely possible for humans. But it isn't. Fundamentally, it isn't. It doesn't scale up like that. Mm. When you build things up, you add more and more particles, you lose this quantum essence and you move from the quantum world into the classical world. Which is the world that you and I occupy. Exactly. You can see, though, that that has a sort of nice entree into a conversation about love. Sure, yeah. Long-distance romance, you know, connection at a distance. Right. But the problem is, she'll say, well, if you really read my book and listen to my podcasts and you know, pay for my coaching, then you'll understand this quantum concept and its connection to making better relationships, right? So that's, that's where the problem lies. Like the problem doesn't lie in, oh, this seems to be like this neat connection that's kind of cute, somewhat poetic to, okay, now give me money and you'll really understand it. Yeah, she really takes it beyond the metaphor. I mean, the sleeve note says, using the essential truth we've learned from the study of quantum physics, the fact that at a molecular core, each of us is simply a vessel of energy. Dr. Berman explains how you can use what's happening in your inner world to create a level of passion, connection and bliss in your relationship that you've never imagined possible. <laughs> well, when you say it like that, exactly. man, I should, I think I know what my next book is. <laughs> I mean, this is the thing though, some of the peddlers of quantum physics bullshit, quantum bullshit, you know, they have serious science, scientific credentials. That's tricky. Yeah. And even in scientific journals like Nature or Science, how it describes quantum physics in its press releases about it, the research that appears in its own journal is not great and quite misleading. So you can hardly blame people for thinking that these analogies should be taken seriously. Yeah, so you could actually blame physicists themselves, yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, in your efforts to popularise and explain quantum physics to the public, physicists are pretty good at peddling bullshit and hyping their <laughs> science too. Quantum physics is hard to understand. It's abstract. It feels removed from the day-to-day -day experience and reality of people. So you can see how it's open to exploitation by the peddlers of woo. So it's like a vessel that can be filled up with all sorts of claptrap. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. The issue, however, is the problem where it, it strays from something, it moves from something that's just frustrating to something that is actively dangerous. And the idea that quantum healing, quantum, you know, energy fields, whatever the heck they might be, can be responsible for curing us. And people who are ill, perhaps critically ill, go down that route instead of following procedures and processes that we know will work. What a wonderful world it would be if you could think yourself to wellness, if you could think yourself to riches. How attractive does that sound? Or if someone could come along, as they claim on Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop, uh, and influence our so-called quantum energy field 
you know, click their fingers or move their hands over our body and so doing, in so doing, influence our energy field in a way that might help us heal. You've had a fairly public go at, at the Goop Enterprise for its exploitation of quantum physics. Indeed, your fellow Australian, Brady Harron, who's behind a, t- a channel called YouTube channel called 60 Symbols, and I had be- took that episode and went through it pretty much sentence by sentence. So, so that guy, this guy called John Amaral, he contacted me and he and I have also had a Zoom call and a number of email exchanges. Unless he is the most incredible actor, he genuinely believes that what he's doing has value. And writing him off as a charlatan or a snake oil salesman or whatever, I don't think does him justice. Now, I think he's deluded. And the the issue here is that there's no control experiment. There's no detailed, systematic study of what he's doing. So what is he doing? So what he's doing is he's claiming that he can connect, exactly as you said, connect with the quantum energy fields. Now, there's, there's at that point, what did they mean by energy? What type of energy? Energy comes in different forms. We have kinetic energy by dint of something moving. We have potential energy if I take this book and lift it up to a height so we, and we can exploit that energy. There's electromagnetic energy. There's a wide range of energies. But what's never explained in any of this quantum woo stuff, they never explain what they mean by a quantum energy field. In your book, Quantum Bullshit, you're, you're not really even trying to convince the purveyors of quantum bullshit to love you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you aren't trying to reach out to them. You're not trying to convince them. They are the subject of your almost brutal satire. <laughs> you're pretty rude about them. You swear about them. You swear at them. <laughs> I mean, is, th- is this the best way of talking to people who have been seduced by wellness influencers and and others who are exploiting quantum physics to make bogus claims. Yeah. Is there a more inclusive way of pitching to them than swearing at them? So the the people that, the bullshitters, they deserve nothing but our scorn. For people that believe it and then repeat it, it's it's a huge challenge, right? And this is related to just general misinformation that has now you know become a big problem, especially with social media and you know how freely information flows on the internet these days. In terms of the victims, a family member says, "Oh, I heard I heard about this. Uh, I saw this meme on <laughs> Facebook because that's where I get my information these days, or whatever." And I think this is true. That person, you know, doesn't deserve to be swore at, I suppose. <laughs> it's the actual bullshitters. It's not going to convince anybody if we stand up on a pedestal and say, well, you're stupid for believing this. Moreover, I'm an educator and the educator's mantra is always education, 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 as if that can solve everything. It can't. In some cases, these are very smart, intelligent, well-educated people. It's going to be very difficult for physicists to come in and say, well, no, actually, the fundamentals, the very basis of what you're doing is wrong here. So we have to find another way to connect. Yeah, it's the challenge between being seen to engage, giving someone a platform by virtue of engaging with them, amplifying them, and then genuinely engaging to what outcome, to what end. I I agree. And and what you don't want to do is to really give them a wider platform 
and make the problem even worse. Yes, that's a very fine line to, to walk. Because it's the problem of our times. It's the question of our times. How should scientists engage with the purveyors of misinformation who exploit science to make questionable claims? Um, misinforma- we are living in a misinformation age. And, and science is right there at the heart of it all. Some people rail against science uh, in making dubious claims. Others pretend to exploit it. Yeah. And I've, I've had a number of exchanges with flat earthers, for example. And the, the issue here is, again, an awful lot of scientists come to this, these problems with the idea, be it anti-vaxxers, be it flat earthers, be it whatever the most, you know, the new fashionable nonsense is. They come to it with the idea that, well, here's the facts. Here's the evidence. If I show you the facts and the evidence and educate you, everything will be fine. That's not how it works. Flat earthers, dismissing all flat earthers as stupid is not a good thing to do because some of them are quite bright. They're deluded again, but they're quite bright. And they will take every piece of evidence you present and they will come up with an alternate framework. And you can reject that one. You can reject that one. And you go down the rabbit hole and you may never escape sometimes. But still... So, so that, that idea of, of, of educating is, is, and, and just presenting the facts and evidence is just doomed to fail in many cases because this is a sociological phenomenon more than a scientific phenomenon. Those flat earthers, those anti-vaxxers, they've got a community and they feel engaged within that community. And until we recognize that and try to connect with that community in some way, we're not just presenting the facts and the evidence is not going to work. I think we have to remember that quantum physics, in some sense, is incredibly well understood because it's the basis of pretty much everything in modern science. Without quantum physics, you know, we would be back in the the nineteenth century, right? So, so physicists understand it really, really well. Why is quantum physics too important to bastardize? How does quantum physics, the real stuff? help you and help me and help all of us? Well, quantum physics is the basis for for all the technology that we have today. It's the most important and most accurate scientific theory uh, or set of theories that, that we've ever created. We've used it to power the information age of the 20th century. And many people like myself believe by the end of the 21st century, this century will be referred to as the quantum age as we develop new techniques and have more and more control over the physical world, which would require quantum physics. We'll be able to create you know, new technologies beyond our, our, our imagination. But you, you, you have to understand what quantum physics is and, and, and how it works, not at the superficial, not at the science fiction, not at the pop sci level, at the actual engineering level, if you want to really understand it and, and be a part of it. I love the book. I've loved reading it. It was hilarious, (laughs) I have to say. Chris Ferry, thank you so much for joining us on Science Friction. Ah, I'm glad to be here. Phil Moriarty, thank you so much for joining us. If there's one message you'd like to to leave people with who might uh, dare to look at hashtag quantum physics on TikTok, what do you want them to hear? Oh, ask them to get in touch with me. We'll have a conversation. And 22 million Australians write to Phil Moriarty. Good luck with that. (laughs) 
so game. Quantum physicist Phil Moriarty there from the University of Nottingham. You can find him on the 60 Symbols YouTube channel as well. And Chris Ferry from the University of Technology Sydney's new book is called Quantum Bullshit, How to Ruin Your Life with Advice from Quantum Physics. I'm Natasha Mitchell. Science Friction is produced by me and Erica Vole. Studio engineer this week, Matthew Crawford. And tell your friends about the Science Friction podcast. See ya. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.